classe gibberish. Hello and welcome to Classy Gibberish. I'm your host Andre and we're here today for yet another episode of the radio show in which we listen to the absolute bangers of the history of classical music. The bangers we all know and love. And today we are back with our male composers and we have Max Richter <coughs> with Three Worlds, music from Wolfworks. Tuesday. Dearest. How are we? I feel I'm good. certain that I'm going mad again. I feel we can't go through another of those terrible times. I have had... And I shan't recover this time. I begin to hear voices. And I can't concentrate. I've had a calm week. So I am doing what seems the best thing to do. Not you have given me the greatest possible happiness. No work in the lab, so... You have been in every way all that anyone could be. I started my dissertation. I don't think two people could have been happier. Till this terrible disease came. I can't fight any longer. I know that I am spoiling your life. That without me you could work. And you will, I know. You see, I can't even write this properly. I can't read. The proper music should be starting soon. I hope. Should we? Um, what I want to say is I owe all the happiness of my life to you. You have been entirely patient with me. And incredibly good. I want to say that. Everybody knows it. Any moment now. If anybody could have saved me, it would have been you. Yeah. I believe these are... Everything has gone from me. This is an excerpt of your goodness. from one of Victoria Woolf's writings. I can't go on spoiling your life any longer. Almost there. I don't think two people could have uh, been happier than we have been. Almost there. Okay, I think it's safe Wait. now. No, it's not. So, I have not been going to the lab because there's no cells to work with. So instead, I just dedicated myself to starting my dissertation, and that is what 
I have been doing and what I will keep doing this evening and tomorrow and possibly Monday as well. Um, might pop into the lab and on Monday or Tuesday, so we shall see how that goes. Um, but yeah, it's been a pretty, pretty chill week. Not much to um, worry about. Well, the dissertation is obviously quite a big thing to worry about, but um, been taking it easy and taking it slow, basically. So yes, now. What was I gonna say? Um, yeah, I've been taking it easy and it's been going well so far. I believe I'll be able to finish it in time. I should have the introduction done within the next couple of days. What, two, three, four days. Should have it ready or close to it. Um, so not much else to, to worry about, which is, which is good. Um, yeah, and I hope everyone's weeks have been good and positive and, and relaxed. I know that currently here in Dundee people are um, going to start exams from Monday, I believe. So it's quite annoying that the library is not open 24 hours yet because I'm one of those people that do prefer to use the library in at night. And so it's 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 a bit annoying, but when it gets close to my station, it will it will be open 24 hours, and so if needed be, I will have it there, which is a which is good. It's pretty good to see. Now, what I wanted to talk about today, and continuing on what I was talking about last week. Um, I want to talk about art. So I came here last week with... Um, I came here last week with the observation that I wasn't really sure how to define art, how art can be defined and and put into words sorry I was just doing my b-reel let's do that again perfect What was I saying? Oh yes, art. So, as I was saying, I came here last week to talk about art because I was struggling to define art, I was struggling to understand what constitutes art, what doesn't constitute art. And in, in the sequence of that, I, I've been watching a lot of um, video essays on art and what defines and doesn't define art. And so I reached the conclusion that um, basing 
what art is on something that's beautiful isn't accurate because when I draw when I draw from my experience with with classical music there is music that's unsettling and makes me feel I don't think it's beautiful and I think for its intentional lack of beauty its intentional uh, um, um, disharmony I think it is art so the, the issue as well is that this definition of art is very personal and it, 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 it stems from being in a place where the definitions of art that I see around me or what I see defined as art around me don't really go along with my views, my beliefs of what is art and what isn't art. And so this is actually a great soundtrack to talk about this too. And so from from that place of of, of philosophy that, that I was in comes the conclusion that really defining art as something that's beautiful isn't really isn't really mm, a, a, a good way to do it because I believe that art that's that's ugly that's that's offensive that's you know annoying it, it is also art and so me. and so I don't think defining art as just something that's beautiful is the right way to, do, to go um, I also don't think that it can be defined as what was the other one um I don't think it can be defined either as just something that's crafty because I do believe that there's there are masterpieces that exist out of sheer coincidence and someone didn't really ha didn't have to to be that crafty to make them you know it's sort of the fact that it has to be be crafty takes away from the sort of more impulsive uh, art pieces and and the, the the more inexperienced artists takes away from that and so i don't like that either and so i was i was stuck in a place where I didn't want to define art as any of those things and then uh, in one of the videos I saw the narrator took this train of thought into the next level and questioned whether art should be must be created by humans and concluded that no 
uh, you know, animals can, can create art as well. And then gave the example of, of someone that, that goes to space and looks back at the Earth and it's, it's so beautiful. So would the Earth be art? And I think that there's... When you start in getting into that thought process that everything is art, then the concept of art loses all its usefulness. Because the reason why we have concepts, the reasons why we have definitions is so that for everything that there is in the world, there is a subset of these things, there is a restricted number of things that belong to one category. So for example, you can think of all the things that exist in the world, stars, particles, atoms, um, houses, people, um, snakes, you know, so, so many things that exist in the world. And then you've got the word dog, which puts together all the dogs, a subset of the things that, all the things that exist in the universe. Dogs are part of, of, of that huge group of things that exist in this universe. And so you use the concept dog to define a small subset or, or a restricted subset that isn't the whole universe. And once you start thinking that everything is art, once the concept is, is universal, it stops making sense to have that concept because there's nothing, there's no subset of things. If everything is one thing, it's just the universe. So art is the universe. It doesn't really make sense to have the word art if everything is art. It loses its usefulness. So I also don't like that train of thought. Um, and that was the point where I was on Saturday. And then on Monday, I was watching some more video essays. And I... <laughs> Pardon me. And I had what you could call a breakthrough. And I actually took note of this. Pardon me. Pardon me. I actually took note of my breakthrough because I thought it was important. Now, this is a breakthrough about the definition of art. Now, I think that the definition of art must be subjective, but what is and isn't art is very much subjective. So definition of art is objective, what is and isn't art. So how each individual interprets this definition that is subjective. Um, sorry, I didn't sit very well last night, so that's why all the yawning. What was I saying? Yes. So, the definition of art is subjective. What isn't and isn't art is subjective. Definition objective, what is and isn't art subjective. 
and this is a discussion about that not a discussion about what's good art and what isn't because I think that's something that's even more subjective if, I, if there's a, a scale of, 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 of subjectivity then quality of art is is much more extreme much more su extreme in the subjectivity spectrum than what is and isn't art and so I'm focusing solely on the definition of art because I think that the very first very first parameter very first box that you need to tick before you start thinking about art is defining what art is and so I've got three rules for what isn't what is and isn't art so defining art so conditions for something to be art according to my hypothesis are that an art piece or a potential art piece must elicit a unique emotional response on the viewer regardless of the context it is in so this particular caveat of regardless of the context it is in is in response to art pieces like um, John John Cage's I think that's his name John Cage's 4 minutes 20 seconds or 4 minutes 20 um, it's a response as well to The Fountain which is a 19 early 20th century art piece where the artist went to a shop and bought a urinal put it on its side and signed the name on it and it's considered art and things like a blank canvas which is also an art piece now my caveats that I introduced is that an art piece must elicit a unique emotional response on the viewer regardless of the context it is in so giving the example of the Mona Lisa if you see the Mona Lisa in a museum in the Louvre it makes you feel it, it triggers an emotional response it triggers an emotional response in me to see these beautiful art pieces and these beautiful paintings from, from the, the, the Middle Ages from, from the Renaissance it triggers a, a, a strong emotional reaction in me but if I were to see those same paintings in a bathroom I would have the, the same reaction or it might not be as strong but I'd have a reaction as well while a urinal, if I went to a bathroom and saw a urinal there'd be no emotional reaction triggered in me so that, 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 that specific emotional reaction that's triggered by an art piece regardless of, of the context isn't there for these particular pieces if you see a blank canvas in a shop it doesn't elicit anything within you so it's not an art piece the fountain, is, the fountain isn't an art piece because if you see it in a shop if you, if you see it in a bathroom you know, it doesn't... Oh, this is almost ending. Well, that's that. Um, 
it doesn't trigger anything within you um, or, or it doesn't trigger that, that unique reaction that it does in other contexts. Um, so, now, <laughs> I do realize that, um, pardon me, pardon me, I do realize that this is about to finish, so I'll play something else. Now, that is the first condition for something to be an art piece, for it to elicit a unique emotional response on the viewer, regardless of the context it is in. Um, the emotional response must be associated with the knowledge that it was produced, regardless of the context. So, looking at a beautiful landscape and thinking, oh my god, this is so beautiful, doesn't count because well, unless, unless you're religious. Um, you know, if you're a Christian, then you think that God created this, all of this, so you you might consider it an art piece. Um, but for someone who is an atheist, then, like me, it wouldn't be an art piece. So this is where the subjectivity of what is and isn't art comes uh, into place. So that's the second condition. Then the third and final condition is that it must be produced with the specific intent of being art. So if someone creates a, um, you know, builds a wall for it to be a house, um, it doesn't count as art because... Uh, the people, the person who produced it, didn't mean for it to be art. I think that there must be a side of of willingness and and um, consciousness by the by the um, by by the the artist, by the person who creates it. Now, as I said, we finished listening to whatever that was, Max Rich Richter's. Um, Waves? Possibly. I don't think it's called Waves. Uh, but we finished listening to that. And so now we're going to listen to our first non-binary composer named Chrysanthe Tan. And we're going to listen to On the Other Hand. It's exciting to play a non-binary composer. But, so yes, the last condition is that it must be produced with a specific intent of being art. And I think this there is some kind of leeway about this because there there is certain art that's made unconsciously, you know? And, and 
One of the other perspectives I've seen is that art is something that conveys a message. And I think that's reductive because, you know, I write poetry. I do think it's art, even if it's not particularly good. But there are times when the reasons why I write poetry isn't because I want to convey a message to 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 the reader to to anyone you know I'm not even thinking that someone might read it one day I just have a need to express myself and I'm I'm not trying to convey any message and so I think that defining art as something that conveys a message is reductive and takes away from that sort of art that's that's done you know just for for a need to produce art rather than or a need to express oneself rather than for wanting to convey a message so i think that is not a very good definition because of that also because anything you know a stop sign is art and Someone saying, you know, a, a chav saying in McDonald's, well, what are you looking at, mate? Um, in an aggressive way, just because you, you know, um, what's the word? You're just looking across the room and, and they just go, what are you looking at, mate? Uh, that's, that's art as well. So I think it, it gets to a point where things that aren't when I think about them, aren't art, begin to be art, if this is the, 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 the criterion, and I, I think it's wrong. So, uh, I, yes, that's another reason for my contention with, um, with art being just something that conveys a message. Also, it introduces a barrier of you know, ultimately, it's up to the art establishment to determine whether a piece containing a message is worthy of being art or not. Because they're not going to, to consider, you know, anything anyone has ever said is art. So it's ultimately down to the art establishment, and they already have a lot of power. Um, so I don't think, once again, that this is good. Um, the message that's conveyed when this is the definition you use as something that conveys a message uh, the message that, that's conveyed by art pieces is not, not noteworthy only if it's new or edgy and so this encourages pieces that are completely unremarkable other than their edginess so they're, they're edgy for the sake of being edgy and so this sort of takes away from the, the artistic endeavor, if you will. Uh, and then I wrote in all caps, it's all about emotions, not thoughts. Because, you know, when, when you've got people in, in galleries looking at abstract art thinking, uh, saying, oh, you know, this particular thing, the color here represents the, the Russian influence over the, the Western uh, side of Berlin during before the, the fall of the Berlin Wall. Um, and so they're trying to find a message there that's not there and and I think 
that art and really anything about the world is to be enjoyed, not thought about. You shouldn't have to think about something in order to enjoy it. You should just be able to experience it and enjoy it. That's a fairly extreme view that I have. But um, yeah, it also discredits this view that art is simply something that conveys a message. And after listening to, on the other hand, we're going to listen to Magic Lady. And the final criticism I have of this idea of art as a message, something that conveys a message, is that this idea opens up the possibility of pieces of art like um, Comedian, which was a banana, a banana taped to a wall. Um, and in this particular case, five people bought this piece and what they bought was a certificate of authenticity and instructions on how to make their own banana tape to a wall. Um, which is because surely there is a higher value to having the original, you know, the canvas in which Leonardo da Vinci played Mona, uh, painted Mona Lisa. There's a value to that and that's why when you have you know, uh, uh, um, some random artist making a, 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 an imitation, a fake of the Mona Lisa. It's it's basically worthless because it's not the material in which the artist originally made the art piece. And so, if if an artist is buying a piece just to have a, cer a certificate of authenticity, and they just make their own knockoff, this is just basically a scam um, a, a scam where people are paying a buttload of money just to make their own knockoffs of famous artworks and so this idea of, of art as a message and this sort of undefined limit of what is and isn't art opens up the door to this kind of thing which I think is not very good and it, it makes art an untainable subject for, for the common person and you have to be rich and, and elite, part of the elites in order to enjoy it. And that was Magic Lady by Crisante Tan. And we're going to have the last one, Process of Forgetting. So that's my breakthrough that's what I arrived at so just to recapitulate um, an art piece is something that triggers a unique emotional response on the viewer regardless of the context it is in the emotional, res emotional response must be associated with the knowledge that that particular object was produced regardless of the context so you know I didn't breathe this part actually, but if you go to, to a toilet and you see a urinal... Um, wait, no, regardless of the context. Yeah, never mind, this doesn't make sense. Um, then it must be produced with a specific intent of being art. So the magnum manufacturer 
must have in mind that they want this to be out. So this is a, a tr tricky box to tick, but I still think it's important for the definition of art. Um, and then as a final thought, I think there may, may be a spectrum of artiness because if something you look at has a very, very small emotional reaction in you, then I think that if something has a much stronger reaction in you, they are more worthy of being called art. Um, you know, if something's got a ne negligible emotional response upon you, um, then you know there's there's less artiness there possibly. So that that's an idea which I I'm still. Uh, debating myself about um, but yes that is the breakthrough I, I had and that's my personal definition of art which obviously I think should apply to the world whole world not just me um, but I, I, I don't I don't think that's realistically going to happen anyway that's everything I wanted to talk about today went on for quite a while today um, yeah, it was fun. I enjoy talking about these more philosophical subjects. Makes me feel alive and young again. I will be back again next week. And I am going to look at the calendar. Because I am not sure how many episodes I have left. And realistically, once I leave in the... This podcast will probably end so I've got one two three four five six seven possibly seven episodes left so yes I'm going to enjoy every second of these last seven episodes that's all I had to say today I'll be back again next Saturday at half 8 p.m. It's been a pleasure to be with you today and I hope you have a great week. I will try having a great week as well. Until next Saturday, bye-bye. Classy gibberish.